extract from commentaries of proclus on the timaeus by proclus translated by thomas taylor this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by geoffrey edwards for the further information of the reader on this most important subject the subsistence of evil the following admirable extract is added from the commentaries of proclus on the timaeus page one hundred twelve the comment is on these words Quote, divinity being willing that all things should be good and that as much as possible nothing should be evil Close quote. and is as follows quote, the divine fabrication and intellectual production proceeds from things impartable to such as are partible from the united to the multiplied and from things without interval to corporeal masses that are every way distended with interval this also the discourse about it adumbrating in the first place enunciatively celebrates the final cause afterwards discursively and in the third place delivers in an evolved manner the whole orderly distribution and progression from it for the words quote, he was good close quote, uniformly indeed comprehend everything final and the most divine of causes but the words quote, in that which is good envy is never inherent about anything and being without this he was willing that all things should be generated as much as possible similar to himself close quote. effect this discursively for after the one will of intellect he introduces the divided contemplation of it and in the present words he delivers to us the intelligence of divinity now proceeding into all multitude and interval evolving every demiurgic providence and all the parts of fabrication moreover the third of these is in continuity with the second and the second with the first for since the first particle was quote, he was good close quote, on this account the second begins from the good but proceeds as far as to the will of the father but the third beginning from will delivers the whole of his providential energy for if he was good he was willing to make all things good but if he was willing he made them to be so and led the universe into order for providence indeed is suspended from will but will from goodness and thus much concerning the order and connection of the words let us however consider what this will is in order that we may understand how it is conjoined with goodness superessential union itself therefore 
and which is of itself exempt from beings, is indeed one, ineffable and indefinite, having the uncircumscribed and the incomprehensible in the one itself. If, therefore, it be requisite to survey in this the above-mentioned uniform triad, goodness indeed has the precedency, but will is the second, and providence is the third. Goodness indeed producing the perfect, the sufficient, and the desirable, but will exhibiting exuberant plenitude, the extended and the generative, and providence imparting the efficacious, the perfective, and the undefiled. According to this ineffable and united hyparxis of the triad, the intelligible also is triply divided into essence, power, and energy. Essence indeed being firmly established in it, and being self-perfect, but power having a never-failing and infinite progression, and energy being allotted perfection and essential production. And again, intellect, after the same manner, is triply divided into being, life, and the intellectual. For the first of these, indeed, is the supplier of its existence, the second of its life, and the third of its Gnostic power. After these also, soul is divided into that which is the object of science, into science, and into that which is scientific. For the first of these is that which is known, the second is knowledge, and the third is that which derives its completion from both these. These triads, therefore, being four, as goodness is to will, so is essence to power, being to life, and the object of science to science. And as will is to providence, so is power to energy, life to intellect, and science to that which is scientific. For essence, being, and the object of science have an order analogous to goodness, for the connective, the stable, the uniform, and the perfective pertain to goodness. But power, life, and science are analogous to will. For the self-begotten, and that which comprehends and measures all things, belong to will. And energy, intellect, and that which is scientific pertain to providence. For the efficacious, and that which proceeds through, and antecedently comprehends all things, are the resemblances of divine providence. Since, therefore, the Demiurgus also is a god, and an imparticipable intellect, so far as he is a god indeed, he possesses goodness, will, and providence but as intelligible, he has essence, power, and energy, and as intellect, he is and has life and a knowledge of wholes. The monad also, 
which he possesses is suspended from unity and thus much concerning will consequent to this it remains to inquire how the demiurgus wished all things to be good and if this is possible and in what manner for it may be said if he was willing that this should be the case it would be requisite that the progression of things should stop at the gods and undefiled essences if however he not only fabricated these but also brutes and reptiles and men and everything material he was not willing that all things should be good for he was not willing that better natures should exist but also fabricated such as are worse if he had been willing therefore that all things should be good he would have stopped his fabrication at the gods we reply however that if the progression of things was only as far as to the gods all things would not be good for first natures being allotted the last order the good would be destroyed since being able and willing to generate through their goodness yet in consequence of an arrangement as the last of things they would become unprolific and not good our opponents therefore say if all things are good the progression is as far as to the gods but we say if the progression of things extends only as far as to the gods all things are not good for if a divine nature is unprolific how is it good but it will be unprolific if it is the last of things for everything which generates is better than that which is generated but the less excellent nature not existing that which is more excellent will have no subsistence let there be the gods therefore and let them have the first order but after the gods let there be a progression as far as to matter itself and let us give a transition to all beings from the first to the last of things and neither let there be anything wanting even of the last of beings nor any vacuum for what vacuum can there be when things characterized by itself have the first subsistence those that rank as the second proceed from these those of the third order proceed from these and others those in the fourth rank are generated from things characterized by the term another and those in the fifth rank being others only and on each side of these those natures subsisting which are dissimilarly similar such therefore being the continuity in things what can be deficient immovable natures being first established self-motive natures having the second and alter-motive natures the third rank all of which are the last of things for all beings derive their completion from the above-mentioned orders in short the production of things may be shown to be continued in many ways and if you are willing so to speak analogy subsisting from on high 
as far as to the last of things according to the well-ordered progression of all beings from the one let therefore all these things be acknowledged and let the generation of beings be extended as far as to nothing but whether is there nothing evil in these or shall we admit that there is in a certain respect and that there is what is called depravity in bodies and in souls for some have been led by this doubt to take away evil entirely but others have been induced to deny a providence in consequence of believing that if providence has a subsistence all things are good for if indeed divinity was willing there should be evil how can he be good for it is the province of that which is essentially good to benefit everything just as it is of that which is essentially hot to give heat but it is not lawful for the good to affect anything else than what is good and if divinity was not willing there should be evil how can it have a subsistence for something will exist contrary to the will of the father of all things such therefore is the doubt we must see however conformably to the doctrine of plato according to our preceptor that the habitude of divinity with respect to things subsists in a different manner from that of ours and again that the habitude of things with reference to deity is different from their habitude with reference to us for wholes have a relation to parts different from that of parts to each other to divinity therefore nothing is evil not even of the things which are called evil for he uses these also to a good purpose but again to partial natures there is a certain evil these being naturally adapted to suffer by it and the same thing is to a part indeed evil but to the universe and to wholes is not evil but good for so far as it is a being and so far as it participates of a certain order it is good for this thing which is said to be evil if you apprehend it to be destitute of all good you will make it to be beyond even that which in no respect whatever is for as the good itself is prior to being so evil itself is posterior to the nothingness of non-entity for that which is most distant from the good is evil and not that which has no kind of subsistence if therefore that which in no respect whatever is has more of subsistence than evil itself but this is impossible it is much more impossible that there should be such a thing as evil itself if however that which is entirely evil has no subsistence but evil is complicated with good you give it a place among beings and you make it good to other things and indeed how is it possible it should not 
if it ranks among beings for that which participates of being participates also of unity and that which participates of unity participates likewise of good hence evil if it is participates of good because evil has not an unmingled subsistence and is not entirely deprived of order and indefinite who therefore made it to be such who imparted to it measure and order and bound it is evident that it is the demiurgus who rendered all things similar to himself for he filled both wholes and parts with good but if he benefits all things and colors evil itself with good there is nothing evil according to the power of divinity and of recipients for power is twofold one being that of divinity which benefits the depravity that is so abundantly seen but the other being that of recipients which participate of the goodness of the demiurgus according to the measure of their order in the scale of beings in consequence therefore of the demiurgus being willing that there should be nothing evil nothing is evil but if certain persons accuse him as the cause of evil because he gave subsistence to partial natures they take away the fabrication of the world subvert the prolific power of wholes and confound the nature of things first and last that we assert these things however conformably to the opinion of plato may be easily seen from his writings for in the politicus he clearly says quote, that the world obtained from its maker all beautiful things but from its former habit all such injustice and evil as are produced within the heavens Close quote. for because there is generation and also corruption that which is preternatural has a subsistence and because the deformity of matter fills partial souls with inelegance through an association with it on this account that which is not conformable to reason is allotted a certain resemblance of subsistence at the same time however all these particulars become beautiful through the goodness of the maker of the universe but in the republic plato assigns no other cause of good than god and says that certain other causes of evils are to be investigated through which he manifests that evils do not derive their subsistence from divinity for it is not says he the province of fire to refrigerate nor of snow to heat nor of that which is all good to produce evil and he asserts that certain partial causes of these are to be admitted and such as are indefinite for it is not in evils as in things that are good videlicet that the one and what is primarily good precede multitude 
and this on account of the indefinite diffusion of evil. The words others, therefore, and certain, evince that the causes of evil are partial and indefinite. But in the Theatetus he says, quote, that it is neither possible for evils to be abolished, nor for them to be in the gods, but that they revolve from necessity about the mortal nature, and this place of our abode. Close quote. If, therefore, evil revolves necessarily in the mortal place, it will not be according to Plato, that which in no respect whatever has a subsistence, and which is exempt from all beings, so that, according to him, evil exists, is from partial causes, and is benefited through the boniform providence of the Demiurgus, because there is nothing which is entirely evil, but everything is in a certain respect accomplished conformably to justice and divinity. For we may make the following division. Of all that the world contains, some things are wholes, but others parts, and of parts some eternally preserve their own good, such as a partial intellect and partial demons, but others are not always able to preserve their proper good, and of these some are alter-motive, but others self-motive, and of self-motive natures some have evil established in their choice, but in others it terminates in actions. With respect to wholes, therefore, they are perfectly good, supplying not only themselves, but also parts with good. Such things, however, as are parts, and yet preserve their own good, possess good secondarily and partially. But such as are parts and alter motive, deriving their subsistence from other things, are suspended from the providence of them, and are transmuted in a becoming manner, as is the case with such bodies as are generated and corrupted. For if it is necessary that there should be generation, it is also necessary that there should be corruption. For generation subsists according to mutation, and is a certain mutation. But if there is corruption, it is necessary that the preternatural should be secretly introduced. As, therefore, that which is corrupted is indeed corrupted with reference to itself, but is not destroyed with reference to the universe, for it is either air or water or something else into which it is changed. Thus also that which is preternatural is indeed with respect to itself disordered, but with respect to the universe has an orderly arrangement. For if, though it should be destroyed and entirely deprived of order, it would not dissolve the order of the universe, how is it possible that, when having a preternatural subsistence, which is of itself nothing when deprived of all order, it can destroy the whole arrangement of things? But again, partial natures, 
which are self-motive indeed, and whose energy is directed to externals, cause that which is affected by their energy to be evil to themselves. Yet, in a certain respect, this also is good, and conformable to divinity. For, since impulses and actions are from choice, actions follow elections according to justice, when he who chooses not only deserves the retribution consequent to his choice, but that also which follows from his conduct. And, simply indeed, the action is not good. But to him who chooses a certain thing and is impelled in a certain way, it is introduced according to justice, and is good to this individual and this particular life. For of goods, some are good to all things, others to such as differ according to species, and others to individuals so far as they are individuals. For hellebore is not good to all men, nor to all bodies, nor yet to all diseased bodies, but it is good to one who is diseased in a particular manner, and is salutary from a certain principle. Whether, therefore, the action is intemperate or unjust, to those who perform it indeed it is good, so far as it is conformable to justice, but simply it is not good, nor to those by whom it is done, but is to them the greatest evil. And so far as it proceeds from them, and is directed to them, it is evil, but so far as it proceeds from the universe to them, it is not evil. And so far as their energy is directed to themselves, they destroy their life, becoming actually depraved. But so far as they suffer from the universe, they undergo the punishment of their choice. Just as it is said that those who deliberate about betraying a suppliant subvert divinity, or they suffer the punishment of their will. Let us, however, direct our attention to what remains. We derivicet to such partial natures as energize self-motively, and who stop their depravity as far as to their choice, for they suffer the punishment of their cogitation alone. For, as it is said, there is a certain punishment of mere imagination, impulse, and will since the gods govern us inwardly, and as they reward beneficent choice, so likewise they punish the contrary. But it may be said, how can choice itself have that which is conformable to justice and divinity? May we not reply, because it is necessary there should be an essence of this kind, and a power of an ambiguous nature, and which verges to different lives. If, therefore, that which has dominion over choice is from divinity, choice also is from divinity, and if this be the case, it is good. For the electing soul alone is transferred to another and another order. 
for all choice either elevates the soul or draws it downward to an inferior condition of being and if indeed the choice is from a depraved soul it is evil but if it transfers that which chooses to its proper order it is according to justice and good for the choice itself introduces punishment to the electing soul or rather the choice becomes punishment in him who chooses causing the soul to apostatize from good for as a beneficent choice becomes truly the reward of itself so a depraved choice becomes its own punishment for this is the peculiarity of self-motive powers hence there is no evil which is not also in a certain respect good but all things participate of providence if however certain persons should ask on what account an evil-producing cause had at first a subsistence though it should not rank among wholes but is of a partial nature to these it must be said that the progression of beings is continued and that no vacuum is left among them whether therefore is it necessary that there should not be every self-motive life but we shall thus take away many natures that are divine or shall we say it is necessary there should be wholes that are self-motive but there is no necessity there should be self-motive parts but how is it possible they should be wholes if deprived of their proper parts and how will the continuity of beings be preserved if wholes and self-motive natures have a prior existence and also partial and alter-motive natures but we entirely destroy the intermediate natures we derelicant such as are self-motive indeed but at the same time partial and which through the partial form become connected with habitude but through the self-motive power are at a certain time liberated from habitude it is necessary therefore that there should be this life also which is a medium in beings and the bond of things which have as it were an arrangement contrary to each other evil however is not on this account natural to the soul since she is essentially the mistress of her choice for the animated body has an essential tendency to disease for it is essentially corruptible and yet disease is not according to nature hence disease is indeed evil to the partial nature which is allotted to connect this particular body but is good to the wholeness of bodies for it is necessary that what is generated from other things should be changed into another thing as therefore to the nature which is in us it is good for the nutriment to be changed in order to the preservation of the animal thus also to every nature it is good for a part to be corrupted in order that the wholes may be preserved which are always prior to parts 
for if parts were generated from wholes and the things generated should remain all things would be rapidly consumed in consequence of wholes becoming partial natures for a continued ablation taking place from things of a finite nature the whole must necessarily fail but wholes not existing either generation will be stopped or mutation to partial natures will be derived from other things hence that which is evil to a partial nature is good to the whole life of the world farther still therefore resuming the inquiry after another manner from the beginning if we are asked whether divinity was willing there should be evil or was not willing we reply that he was both for he was willing indeed considered as imparting being to all things for everything in the universe which has any kind of being proceeds from the demiurgic cause but he was not willing considered as producing all things good for he concealed evil in the use of good and if you are willing to argue physically evil is produced essentially indeed from a partial soul but accidentally from divinity so far as it is evil if it is admitted that divinity gave subsistence to the soul evil also so far as it is essentially good originates from a divine cause but accidentally from the soul for so far as it subsists according to justice it possesses good again plato in the laws defines what punishment is videlicet that it appears to consume him who suffers it and resembles the opening of ulcers and he who is incapable of being healed without a certain action is incited to the performance of it in order that the soul being liberated from her parturiency and stupid astonishment about that which is base and repenting of her own evils may begin to be purified for base and unjust actions when they are the objects of hope are lovely to those that vehemently admire them but when accomplished fill those that perform them with repentance and when indeed they are the subjects of mediation they cause the soul to be latently diseased but when they have proceeded into energy they demonstrate their own imbecility but liberate the soul from the most disgraceful parturition and some indeed exhibit this punishment according to the whole of their life but others according to partial energies for he who does anything irrational does it from choice is impelled to that which is the object of his choice and leads into energy that which pre-existed in his imagination in short evil is neither in intellectual natures for the whole intellectual genus is free from all evil nor in whole souls or whole bodies for all wholes are exempt from evil as being perpetual and always subsisting according to nature 
it remains therefore that it must be in partial souls or in partial bodies but neither is it in the essences of these for all their essences are derived from divinity nor in their powers for these subsist according to nature hence it remains that it must be in their energies but with respect to souls it is neither in such as are rational for all these aspire after good nor in such as are irrational for these energize according to nature but it subsists in the privation of symmetry of these with reference to each other and in bodies it is neither in form for it wishes to rule over matter nor in matter for it aspires after the supervening ornaments of form but it consists in the privation of symmetry between form and matter from which also it is evident that everything evil exists according to a peripostasis or resemblance of subsistence and that at the same time it is colored by good so that all things are good through the will of divinity and as much as possible nothing is destitute of good for it was not possible that generation existing evil also should not have a shadowy subsistence since it is necessary to the perfection of the whole of things and from what has been said it is evident that the will of divinity is not vain for all things are good with reference to him and there is not any being which is not vanquished by a portion of good nor are the words quote, as much as possible close quote, written superfluously for they do not signify an imperfect power but that power which rules over all things and benefits all things through an abundance of good close quote. the end end of extract from commentaries of proclus on the timaeus and end of the elements of theology by proclus translated by thomas taylor read by geoffrey edwards metacoordinated and proof listened by david craig